My latest book is out. Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 4. Over 15 scary stories are waiting for you. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books, or just go to Amazon and search for Blood Tingling Tales. If you like the Maniac and the Loose Scary Stories podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Feel free to leave a nice review, too, if you like. And don't be shy about letting other people know about the show. All of these things help us out a ton, and we appreciate it very much. Now let's get to some scary stories. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Spiders from Mars Most people are well aware of the Mars rover. It's a motor vehicle that was designed to travel on the surface of Mars and send pictures and other scientific data back to Earth. I work for NASA and can tell you that the Mars rover is nothing more than a diversionary tactic for the public. The pictures the public sees from the Mars rover are in fact authentic, but are of desolate sections of the planet. These photos are meant to make the public believe that Mars is a lifeless, boring planet. Nothing could be further from the truth. While the public is focused on the Mars rover, NASA's true top-secret missions on Mars take place out of public view. There's a multitude of projects. For example, nobody is aware that we have already sent several people to the Red Planet. We even have several bases on Mars set up to allow extended visits for scientists studying the planet. I'm one of those scientists. I'm a biologist that specializes in the study of bacteria. Most of the projects revolve around obtaining alien artifacts from Mars, of which there are many. At one time, Mars was a vibrant planet with vast oceans and rampant with countless forms of life. Now, only remnants of life remain on the dusty planet. But the previous occupants left behind artifacts that you wouldn't believe. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the spiders. One of our scientists discovered two spiders burrowed within the decayed body of an alien that was sealed within a tomb. The spiders are tarantula-like 
very large, about the size of your hand, and hairy. The hair on these spiders is much coarser than that of Earth's tarantula species, but otherwise they are difficult to tell apart. The two spiders are being held in what we call a containing room, which is basically a 12-foot by 12-foot glass enclosure. Red Mars sand was spread across the floor of the enclosure, and several dried logs from the planet were placed within, so that the creatures could feel a sense of comfort. While NASA is inundated with various scientists, engineers, chemists, astrophysicists, geologists, and biologists, they don't currently employ any archnologists who specialize in the study of spiders. Anyone who has had dealings with government knows that they typically move at a snail's pace to accomplish even the most rudimentary of tasks. Add passing through top-secret clearance to the equation, and you can multiply that by ten. So, the process of obtaining archaeologists to study these creatures has been a long one. And in the meantime, I am to keep an eye on the spiders. I'm a biologist. I have an elementary understanding of archaeology, but nothing that is needed to get a solid understanding of these spiders. I'm merely a gatekeeper of sorts until the true experts arrive. No telling how much longer that will be. So the majority of my days consist of me sitting at a chair watching the spiders and jotting down any notes of unusual things they do. Most days my notebook is empty. Sometimes they move slowly from one end of a log to the other. That's a highlight. Most days the spiders just sit there. The last three days I haven't seen much of the spiders. They have been tucked away inside one of the logs. That's not unusual. They spend a great deal of time within the logs. The idea of observing alien spiders was exciting to me six months ago. But now, I'm bored out of my mind. However, today something different finally happened. One of the spiders emerged from the log, followed by the other, and then another, a third spider. I couldn't believe my eyes. And this thing wasn't a baby, at least not in appearance. It was just as big as the other two. My jaw was already dropped, but dropped even further when a fourth spider emerged from the dead log. With the occurrence of such significant events, the proper protocol was to alert my supervisor immediately. But I knew what would happen if I did that. He'd come and take control. All of the other scientists would flood the room. I'd be an afterthought. Before I did anything else, I wanted to get a closer look for myself. Perhaps. If I gained more knowledge of their multiplication, I would be considered too important to be treated like some random lab tech. I did what I was told never to do. I opened the enclosure door and entered. I quickly shut the door behind me so that none of the spiders could escape. 
The spiders didn't react to me being in there with them. They either didn't notice, or they didn't care, which was more than fine with me. I bent down to get a closer look at the interior of the hollow log. I practically had to lie down to get a good view. The first thing I noticed was that I could not see through to the other end of the log. Something was wedged within the hollow of the log, blocking it. I immediately assumed it to be some kind of nest the spiders had built. Boy, I couldn't wait to get a closer look at that thing. But then I noticed some movement. Could it be a fifth spider? My question was answered quickly as the dark mass within the middle of the log began to move with vigor and shot toward me like a bullet out of the barrel of a gun. The object hit me with such force that I reeled back against the glass wall of the enclosure. I looked down at the object lying on my chest that struck me. It was a roundish, hairy ball of some sort. When I touched it with my hands, I could feel it wriggling from within. Then the object began breaking apart into pieces, and that's when I realized that this wasn't a single object at all. It was a gigantic horde of spiders. Hundreds of them. I let out a scream and shoved the spider ball across the glass enclosure where they completely broke apart and began swarming the enclosure. I watched on as they pounced on each other in what initially appeared to be an act of aggression, but I quickly realized that it was in fact an act of affection. They began rubbing against each other and then suddenly a black ball would emerge from the thorax of a spider and reveal itself to be a newborn spider which would immediately spring to adult size and join in on the reproduction. The spiders were reproducing at an alarming rate. It was mere seconds before I stood up and found that I was now ankle deep in spiders, and then knee deep, and then everything went black. Power outage. This was not an unusual occurrence here on Mars. The outages usually only lasted about five minutes. The problem was that the door to the enclosure I found myself in was operated electronically. Until the power came back on, I was stuck in the glass enclosure with the rapidly reproducing spiders. I could feel the wiggling collection of spiders rising up my body like a soft, hairy wave of water. They were up to my waist, and then my chest, and then my shoulders. The spiders made no sound, but I could hear their bodies shuffling against each other, making a constant rumble like a thousand hands running through thick hair. The spiders weren't being aggressive. They weren't attacking me. They didn't care about me at all. But there simply wasn't room for all of us inside the enclosure, and I was being enveloped by them. They were now up to my neck, and several took to crawling over my head. I closed my eyelids to avoid any of the spiders' legs from worming their way into my eye sockets. 
I took in a deep breath and shut my mouth tight as the spider's writhing bodies began to cover my face. A multitude of spider's legs wiggled up into one of my nostrils, and then the other. Their legs were long and pointed. It felt as though my brain was being stabbed. The tickling of my sinuses caused me to sneeze, which made me open my mouth. After the sneeze, my body involuntarily attempted to suck air back into my lungs, but oxygen was replaced by a spider's body. The soft, bushy, hulking body of one of the creatures was sucked into my mouth and down my throat, choking me. The spider tried to find refuge by scurrying down my esophagus and into my stomach. The empty space in my mouth was quickly overtaken by more quivering bodies of spiders that rapidly crept down my throat. I could feel my body quaking from within and I was still alive when my stomach burst and the spiders attempted to flee. But the glass enclosure was jam-packed with spiders now and there was nowhere left for them to go. I could feel a plethora of spiders scampering around just underneath my skin. The horrific sensation of the thick blades of their hair scraping against the interior of my flesh literally had my skin crawling. My body began to convulse as the multiplying spiders took over every ounce of space I had to offer them. I imagined I was likely a deep shade of blue at this point as I suffocated on the soft, mushy underbellies of the spiders from Mars. My end couldn't come soon enough. The last thing I heard before I expired was the cracking of the glass enclosure giving way to the wriggling pressure within. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. This episode is sponsored by my latest book, Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 4. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books, or go to Amazon and search for Blood Tingling Tales. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support.